So my mom is visiting my grandma, and I haven't seen my grandma in about like a year or so. And apparently, since the time that I've seen her, she hurt her back, like she slipped a disc or something. I, I have no idea. But she's also something was wrong with her eyes, or I don't know what it is. So she can't really see. Mm-hmm. But she's like eighty or eighty-one, and I guess how she was raised, she has to be like a really tough strong woman Mm -hmm. so for the first time in her life because of her back pain she took an ibuprofen (laughs) (laughs) oh my god she's way tougher than me (laughs) and she goes wow i feel so much better my mom's like yeah it's because you took an ibuprofen she's like yeah well it really works she's like yeah that's why they invented it (laughs) now she would have made it into the salty splatoon (laughs) She's, like, super stubborn. Like, she can't really see, but she's like, I don't need a fucking walker. <laughs> Not me. She still tries to go out golfing and stuff. And Wait, she golfs? Yeah. yeah. She's a very athletic woman. Is golf really that athletic? It is when you're above 60 years old. Yeah, fair enough. Apparently, do they get all these things like golfer's elbow... Fucked up hips, knees, you can throw on your shoulders. There's a whole bunch of different things you can do. Dude, my grandpa, back when he was alive, he loved golf. And he had a stroke, so he like had like a walker and like a cane and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And I remember that it was like my grandparents' 50th anniversary. That motherfucker, it was on the green. And that motherfucker walked up like to a golf ball that was just on like, it was like right by the, the hole. Flipped over his cane, putted that bitch in, flipped it back over and walked away. <laughs> Hello everyone, thank you for listening to Variations of Normal. It's your host Paul and Ant here, and today, Ant, you and I, we're going to talk about the great debate of our time. We're, we're going to talk, not politics, but the debate. <laughs> <laughs> There's, so, I was, I was talking to a guy that I work with, um, he's like 50 something, I said, give, give me a straight answer. Is this the biggest shit show in history for electing a president without hesitation he said yeah he was like yeah it's it's fucking horrible i was in a group text and someone goes hey paul how drunk did you get to watch the two kids play on the playground (laughs) and i go what the fuck did i do last night (laughs) but then i was like oh oh the debate dude i i almost didn't do it i watched i watched a five minute highlight reel a highlight reel of a debate it Mm -hmm. was a highlight reel and i I knew from what I saw I, I shouldn't watch it. And then I, against my better judgment, I spent 45 minutes watching it. I just couldn't fucking do it anymore. It was, it was just, it was an argument. It was just an argument over two fucking crackers. And it, it was, it was so stupid. My father and I watched the debate in its entirety live. That's un- unreal. And I can say, neither of us learned anything about either candidate's policies. No, dude, it was it was just shot after shot taken at the other at the other person. 
But if if you can call it like legitimate shots, half the time it was just. Did you remember the Trump Hillary debates where she'd be in the middle of a point and he'd go wrong? <laughs> I hate him so like, much. We thought that was bad, right? Like we thought that was pretty bad. If no, <laughs> <laughs> this shit was horrible. Well, we have. Well, what I ended up doing was I wrote down. Probably some of my favorite things that were said throughout uh, throughout this whole thing. Okay. And some of this shit really, it, I think it struck home with me a little bit. Um, I kind of want to run it by you, maybe ask you a couple questions, a couple of your thoughts on, on what was said. Okay. Um, I'm just going to start with the big one. This is a direct quote from Vice President Biden. And he said, this is a question, I want you to answer this. Okay. okay. Um, by the way... I'm going to, exactly. By the way, 20, 200 million, 200,000 people have died on his watch, speaking about Trump. There, I can't even fucking read this. There, how many of those have survived? I'm going to guess none. (laughs) None of the dead people have survived. I just, I think he, dude, there were so many twists and turns. It's like... The level of incoherency that he has. Well, he also has a stuttering problem. And a speaking problem and a memory problem. Yeah, and a mental it's health fu- problem. It's like yeah. fucking, yeah, he's, he's all over the fucking place. There's <laughs> another one of his quotes. I love these dudes. Like these fucking, you're in voting now. You're in voting now. What does that mean? I think what he meant to say was there's an election in the process. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the fucking like you need like a Google Translate to figure this shit out. But <laughs> I will say, going into that debate, I was very nervous. My dad and I both drank beers as we watched it. It was it was great. And I will say that I was surprised at how competent Biden came off. Really. I thought he was going to be much, much worse. You had no hope for him then. I thought he looked pretty shitty. I thought, well, this was... I feel like I've seen more... I've been paying closer attention, so I feel like I've seen more of him. And I was actually very surprised at how well he came off given the circumstances. And I was also surprised at the level of obnoxiousness... From Trump. Yeah. I, I knew he was going to, like, just from the Hillary debate, wrong. Like, I, I remember. I watched them mm-hmm. also drinking. But this time, I only had one beer. So I was fully in it. And... <laughs> well, I think Biden said, here's the deal, 43 times. <laughs> I forgot what the statistic was, but I think it said Trump had interrupted either Biden or uh, Chris Wallace at least 167 times. He, it was like over once per minute that he interrupted them. He was debating the moderator. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. He's so stupid. And Chris Wallace is, he's like a pretty like straight shooter as far as reporters go. Like he, he interviewed Trump on Fox and pretty much made him look stupid. Because he has Fox, uh, like a Sunday show. Mm-hmm. And not a lot of people know this, he's a registered Democrat. So going into this debate, he said he was wanting to be as invisible as possible. Well, I would say out of the three 
Chris Wallace definitely lost the debate. Yeah, and he was pretty much as invisible as possible <laughs> yeah. because he got fucking rolled over. I don't <laughs> know why they just... poor guy. I don't know why they just didn't turn off the other person's mic. But yeah. I guess it was like the rules that they need to have someone like... Talk over. Make an interjection <laughs> so it can lead up to their next point, but it was crazy. Yeah, it was... What was nice about it was the person who was winning at each individual time was the one that wasn't talking. Almost every, like, every point that was brought up by either one just made them look bad. Every time either one of them opened their mouths, they they were immediately losing in that moment. Well, that's the thing. Like, if Trump just shut the fuck up, Biden would have tripped up. And the same thing with Trump. Like, for example, and I don't know if you're going to get to this, but one of them was Chris Wallace is like, and this is among many fucking softballs he thrown. <laughs> He goes, what's your plan for climate change? Well, uh, we want the cleanest air, the cleanest water. We're going to have it all, the cleanest. And it's going to be fantastic. And uh, forest management. Forest, in Europe, they have forest cities. And they have great forest management. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> you want us to build cities in the forest? And you think that is the answer to climate change? It's like watching, like... The, you want us to live in the woods. <laughs> the pageant for Miss America, or was, Miss Miss Universe. <laughs> it was so stupid. And then to counter it, and this was even worse. Actually, it wasn't as worse, but, like, they asked Biden, what's your plan? And he goes, he starts getting into it, and Trump goes, it's the Green New Deal. He wants to do the Green New Deal. And Biden's like, it's not the Green New Deal. It's the Biden plan. It's my plan. And it's like, well... I'm what, a Democrat. What is that? Like, what is your plan? Like, no plans were elaborated on. Like, I have a friend who's a principal. You have a... Whoa, hold on. You have a friend that's a principal? He's an older friend. Okay, anyway. <laughs> but he said, any teacher who assigned this debate as homework for their students should be reported. <laughs> From the principal. So... Well, you know, I'm, we're just kind of like freeballing this. So let me uh, let me hit you with a question. All right, this is a, an open-ended question. Um, this was quoted by Trump um, speaking about Elizabeth Warren. If Pocahontas would have left two days earlier, you would have lost every primary on Super Tuesday. Speaking about Joe Biden winning the the nomination. Um, so that instantly brought to my head. Pocahontas is a Disney character, so what Disney character would Trump be? Um, I feel he's like a little Captain Hooky. I can see that. He's got some Captain Hook in him. But Captain Hook was somewhat handsome. <laughs> he has redeemable qualities. Yeah. He's like, Trump is like Ursula. Yeah, and <laughs> Captain Hook could fight. <laughs> you don't think Trump can fight? No, no. Why? Look at him. <laughs> What's do wrong I need with to him? elaborate? Yeah, you do. What's wrong with him? Dude, he looks like he sweats orange. <laughs> like, he looks like chemicals <laughs> fucking permeate through his skin. I, I, would, if I this, can't imagine him swinging a punch. Look at his tiny a... hands. He looks like his shoulders. Have you ever. It's. it's I can't like imagine a, like him raising his hand, hand like 
That's why he does that weird thing with his fucking elbow with the fingers. Like, I can't imagine him... He doesn't make big movements, alright? That's what I'm trying to say. He makes very small movements. I think if this was a fist fight, he would beat the shit out of Biden. Not a chance. <laughs> no, Biden's Not a Not a chance. Biden's a sensitive little fighter. I don't know if Biden swings. is that mentally fit, but like, if you look at pictures of young Donalds compared to young Biden, young Biden, even current Biden, would fucking wash Donald Trump. Alright, hold on. So let's let's get back to this. Are we? Who are we deciding on Trump for, for a Disney character? Like Ursula? I'm trying to think of all the wretched Disney characters. Um, Ursula, maybe... I don't know. I think that's a pretty good fit. I almost wanted to say the Beast from Beauty and the Beast, but that would no. make him athletic yeah. and redeemable. <laughs> nah. Like the Beast pre-redemption like, rede- arc. Well, the thing is, with a lot of the Disney villains, is they're usually handsome. Not Ursula. Right, yeah. She was fucking disgusting. Well, who would Biden be? He Biden get... might be one of the hyenas from The Lion King. <laughs> I was going to say maybe fucking Dopey. <laughs> <laughs> Or sleepy or droopy or whatever. Actually, the fuck you his know name what? Was. I think Trump's kids are the hyenas from The Lion King. <laughs> fucking, what is it? I think it's Don Jr. who always looks like he's fucking coked up on air. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that uh, that's what I got from the debate. Um, let me see. Do you got anything? Oh, I got a ton of shit. Well, I'm trying to like. So I'm looking through. I'm trying to. We're kind of changing the format as we go. So I'm kind. I'm reformatting it in my head. Well, I'm, I'm going to go through, I'm just going to go down my list and w- what is the most linear order I can, I can think of is, is, do you remember, do you remember when Trump said he had no problem with his rallies? It's like, everyone yeah. goes, <laughs> they don't need to wear masks, everyone's fine, we have had zero problems with the rallies. And I was just like, what, I'm like screaming at the TV, what about Herman Cain? Do you remember Herman Cain? He was a Republican candidate, CEO of Godfather's Pizza, big African-American Trump supporter, big Republican guy. He goes with his family to the rally, doesn't wear a mask, gets COVID, which it's assumed that he contracted at the rally. Would be a good assumption. Right, because he's sitting next to a bunch of people. A bunch of fucking idiots. There's a ton of people in that indoor arena. Gets COVID. He died. And then his family tweeted from his account in support of Trump. <laughs> um, it was wild. That's, I wish I was so brainwashed to be like about something as much as these fucking people are. I just don't have it in me. Well, that's the thing. Like, the people who are going to vote for Trump are like going to vote for Trump. People who are going to vote for Biden are doing it because they really don't want to vote for Trump. Yeah. I haven't met a single person that is excited about voting for Biden. Like, not one person is jazzed about Joe. No one. Absolutely no one. So when, in the debate, when um, Trump's interrupting him, Biden's like, I am the Democratic Party. I am the Democratic candidate. I am the Democratic Party. So he's like, you lost the left. You lost the radical left. And they're just yelling <laughs> at just each other. He's just antagonizing him. He's like, I am. I'm the man. I am him. I am. And then I was just like, no one... <laughs> Biden didn't have those people... Like, he does because those people don't want to vote for Trump, but it's not like he has them, and then he's just like... 
lost them. Like they're not gonna go. Oh well, you know what? I'm voting. I'm voting for Trump now. I don't think anyone watched that debate that was gonna vote for Biden decided. Hey, you know what? I think I'm gonna vote for Trump now. Yeah, it was definitely more so like, oh my god, we are we are really in it. <laughs> I feel like the people who lost that debate is America. <laughs> it's like the uh, the ending scene of um <laughs> the, f- the fucking Rogue One. The new Star Wars movie, where they like know <laughs> that they're gonna die and they're just watching it happen. Yeah, like that was us looking at the TVs. That's exactly what it felt like. Oh so there was, <laughs> there was again quoted by Trump. He had, he had a couple good quotes. Um, speaking about Joe wearing masks. Oh, I um, love that. And he direct quote: He could be speaking two hundred feet away and show up with the biggest mask I've ever seen. So, Paul, I'm going to ask you, what is the biggest mask you've ever seen? What would that be? Like, he just walks in with, like, a Plague Doctor mask? I mean, maybe, like, size-wise, maybe one of those tribal African masks that you see in the museum. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. He's like, he always wears a mask. Sometimes I wear a mask. He shows up with yeah. the biggest mask I've ever seen. Yeah, he's got one of those super big wooden fucking tribal masks. It's just so stupid. Like, what the fuck does that mean? What is that? Like, I, it's it's hard to decipher what the fuck this even means. Like, really to get down in the nitty gritty. Like, why was that comment made? It's it's so stupid. Like, some of the the jabs they threw at each other. Like, some of them were just funny. Like, China ate your lunch, Joe. <laughs> Joe's like, you're the worst president America has ever had. Yeah. <laughs> And then Trump, and then there's another part. Biden goes, everyone knows you're a liar. And Trump's like, you're the liar. <laughs> no, you. <laughs> this shit is just so funny. When when fucking Biden said said the word smart. Oh, I was just about to say that. It says him in a fucking frenzy. Quote: Did you say the word smart? You said you went to Delaware State, but you forgot the name of your college. <laughs> Use the word smart. Don't ever use the word smart with me. You graduated the lowest or close to the lowest. Don't ever use the word smart with me. So instead of a real counselor, he just calls him a dumbass. <laughs> There's nothing smart about you, Joe. 47 years and you've done nothing. <laughs> he said it with so much hate, too. It was oh my god, so yeah. funny. How, how about when... <laughs> I don't know if you got this. There was a moment where Joe Biden, I could tell this was written ahead of time. Like, he really thought this was a great zinger. Like, this is really going to be a gut punch. And he's just like, yeah, you, you call yourself the art of the deal. Well, China mastered art of the steel. It's <laughs> like, oh, my God. Like, the comedian in me knows what it's like to have a joke that you think is fucking fire. And you think it's going to bang, and then you tell it, and... There's someone in the audience just yelling at you, and no one hears it. <laughs> that was that was the only time the debate was quiet. <laughs> yeah, dude, this, I'm I'm looking at the China plague. Like, why can't we just call it COVID? Because Trump wants to Fuck push it. the blame. Yeah, well, definitely makes the people that died from it come back to life. Yeah, I I saw a screenshot of his uh, the wig being clipped to his hair. Like his tracks were showing. Oh no. Oh man, I thought that thing was real. No. <laughs> no. 
<laughs> yeah, just just like his skin color. <laughs> sometimes I, I want to look like the sun. <laughs> I think he looks like a wing sometimes. Like he's gonna fucking fly away. Oh my gosh! You, it was crazy. Is you can, you know, it's like you can see it. If you just you see where the line ends and in, in skin tone or paint, whatever well, the yeah, fuck it is, it follows his fucking hairline. Like it's like a face mask. Maybe he has the biggest mask I've ever seen. Ugh. Yuck. <laughs> Yo, how about how about when he's like, NYC is dead. It's never going to recover. People want to get back to their normal lives, and Biden goes, "People want to be safe." Trump. I brought back Big Ten football. <laughs> And then he goes on like a little rant about how he's the savior of Big Ten football. So I looked into it, and I read this article that was fact-checking everything in the debate. And he goes, President Donald Trump tried to take a victory lap Wednesday after the Big Ten conference announced that football will be played this fall. But a university president said the return had nothing to do with the president's push. <laughs> and I quote, Poor guy. President Trump had nothing to do with our decision and did not impact the deliberations said the president of Big Ten University, who asked not to be identified. <laughs> In fact, when his name came up, it was a negative because no one wanted this to be political. So, that, that, so do you remember when Trump sad. tried to uh, claim that he freed the... Uh, who was it? The... I don't know if it was Lonzo Ball... Or like some players from the NBA that got caught shoplifting or something, or or maybe it was college players. It might have been LiAngelo Ball, and okay. do you know who Lamar Ball is? Yeah, I know who Lamar Ball. Yeah, is. so yeah. Trump was like, "Yeah, I got them free." And Lamar, <laughs> or no, I said Lamar. It's Lavar Ball. Lavar. Yeah. Lavar. <laughs> he goes, "They ain't have nothing to do with that." <laughs> I do. That's coffee. It sucks, man. I mean, to a certain point, it has to suck to be him. Like, it's hard to keep up with all these fucking fabrications that you're making up. Can you imagine when you tell a lie every fucking day of your life to millions of people? How often you have to fucking keep up with it? Oh, dude, it's gotta be fucking exhausting. Dude, it's probably why he fucking has no hair, because he's super stressed about it all the time. I'll tell, like, one good lie, and I'll really hold on to that for a while. Like what? Uh... Like one example was I told my friends I never watched this show, <laughs> but show? I had, it was Power uh, on Stars. Okay. And why? Uh, because I, when they started talking about it the next season, you know the dog is really going ham right now. Yeah, I gotta take that away from her. <laughs> what is that? I it's, it's a bone. It's oh. like a bone. She's supposed to chew on it, but she just fucking whips it around. She's got little teeth, but um. Yeah, so I watched Power, like, the whole series all cut up, just so when they start talking about it, I can join in, like, I knew what they were talking about without watching it, and they're like, how do you know all this? And I'm like, it just it just seems predictable based on what you all say. I can totally guess where the story's going. <laughs> Why? Uh, What's the angle? Because uh, I like to fuck with people. Alright, I, I held on to that for one year. <laughs> oh my god. Did you ever fucking, you ever fess up to it? Oh yeah, yeah, later that afternoon. You're like, ha, I gotcha. Yeah, one of my friends was in on it, and he's just like, I didn't think that was going to be as worth it as that it actually was. I thought it was going to be pretty stupid, but that was mad funny. One of my friends, like, quizzing me on it, and I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to watch an episode. It makes sense. Wow, that's, that sounds like a blast. 
Yeah. It was fun, but... Man, so we got to talk about COVID right now. So, like, when Chris Wallace says, all right, we're going to talk about COVID. Let's try to be serious about it. Based on what you've said, why should American people trust you going forward? Vice President Biden, you're up first. Immediately. Good luck. (laughs) (laughs) He's like... Dude, he's like the fucking kid in the back of the classroom that everybody can't fucking stand. Oh, actually, no. Biden said good luck. (laughs) So Biden says good luck because he thinks Trump's going to interrupt him. But that's fair of you to assume that Trump said that. (laughs) And then, then, you know, he does his thing. And then Trump goes, he wants to shut down the country. Now it sounds that elderly people, diabetes are affected. Young children aren't. Even younger aren't. And it's like, yeah, they are. (laughs) And then Biden's like, this is the same man who said you can inject bleach in your arm. That was a joke. I was being sarcastic. That was sarcastic. That That was said sarcastically. And it's like two siblings telling their mom what really happened when they get caught. (laughs) And then today we find out Donald Trump has COVID-19. How ironic and it's like the split of people this this really shows people's true colors because there's a there were a lot of people that were like oh man like you know it really sucks like i wish i would i hope i wish him the best and then there were people like my girlfriend that were just like (laughs) you got covid bitch Yeah, there's mad people who are just, just like, like, yo, fuck him. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of, you're, what, a little bit in that boat? A little bit in that boat? You want him to die? I'm not gonna... Mm. You want him to die? I don't know. <laughs> That's not a... If, it would, it if, would, it's, if like, it's anything besides no, it's yes. I took her bone away and now she's she's looking at my she's foot. Pissed. She wants you dead. Like, she you wants... want Trump dead. <laughs> I think... If he did die, right, it would be weird because he'd be like a martyr for COVID, but in it, but not really because he called it a hoax for so long, and well, him and the first lady, she's she's gonna be fine. She's like twenty years younger than him. Like, like I said before, like he's not the pinnacle of health. Like he doesn't do anything physical except for golf, which is. Have you been golfing? Is it physical? Yeah, I mean, it's it is physical, but it's not the most physically demanding sport there is. Well, it's something yeah, it's you like can play. Like walking. I mean, it's something you can play as you get older, right? Yes. So he eats fast food all the time. He's overweight. Granted, he doesn't smoke or do anything like that, but he's not a healthy dude. He doesn't look it. He looks gross. <laughs> Like the fucking side shots of him during the debate. Oh my god! Looks like the fucking penguin. <laughs> <laughs> He's got like the penguin hands. <laughs> um, I forgot what I was gonna yeah, say. <laughs> threw you off my bed. <laughs> He's not the pinnacle of health. He's gonna fuck you. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, right before we recorded this, it announced that he went to Walter Reed Hospital and he had like mild symptoms. I don't know if they're we we don't know anything. 
So he's either going to be there just being monitored, but I feel like if it wasn't serious, he wouldn't be in the hospital. Dude, he's like the most, I don't want to say the most powerful person in the world, but he fucking, he's like the richest dude or one of the richest dudes in America. Of course he's going to fucking go to get the best treatment. Like even if it's not serious, his ass is going to be in that fucking hospital. But if it wasn't serious, wouldn't you think he would just try to campa- campaign as much as he can? So here's the thing. His... So here's the deal. Yeah, let's hear it. His... his Hot take on Paul. His campaign is... Like, a lot of the strength is from him going out, holding these rallies, getting the speeches televised. You can't do that anymore. Exactly. So why would he want to go to the hospital? Like, there's more things that he can do. Now he's in the hospital. He can't do anything. Do you think someone as charismatic as Mike Pence is going to be holding <laughs> rallies? Listen, dude. His rallies don't fucking mean shit at this point anyway. I mean, at this point, I can't imagine somebody's like, hmm, really on the fence whether I like uh, Trump or Biden. Well, his rallies are what get, like they garner support in those like swing states. Like when my brother was, he's in school in North Carolina, and there was a Trump rally. And, like, nearby. So, he sees, like, trucks. Like, so many people going out. And, like, they got all their Trump gear. And everyone's turning out for this thing, right? So, like, he gets people excited to go vote for him. And that's just, like, it's Trump brand awareness. I just don't, like... He speaks directly to what, you know, he believes their needs and wants are. And... It's fucking scary because he's well, yeah, he's, like, he's walking like, around like, on like campus supremacy. and my brother said that there's people driving down the street going white power. Oh my god, yeah, dude, that's that's fucking crazy. It just blows my fucking mind that it's just like this is acceptable. Right. So this is another. So remember when I said Chris Wallace threw him a softball on climate change? Yeah. So throwing the meatballs. He threw him a fucking meatball. <laughs> A meatball to condemn white supremacy. And he doesn't do it. That's unfucking real But how is it how is it spun? I mean, do you do you have the quote? Well, he's like, what do you want me to call him? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to say? What, what, what are they called? What, and Chris Wall is like, white supremacists. Joe Biden's like, proud boys. You can barely hear Joe Biden say proud boys because I didn't know what a proud boy was until after this debate. And... I still am, for the record, not entirely clear, but my understanding is it's generally, like, you know, white supremacists or, like, certain cops who are all about, like, white supremacy. Mm -hmm. And he goes, Proud Boys, stand back and stand by. And then when he said that, there's, like, people on the internet and be like, yeah, you heard him. Like, he told us to stand by. We're going to be ready, Mr. Trump. (laughs) It's so fucking crazy, dude. It's just... How have we gotten to this? I don't know. Because he didn't even address it. He, He never said... I condemn them because he knows it's like his base. Like he doesn't want to condemn them, so he pivots to Antifa and the radical left. So it's just like these are the type of people. Like when he when they get into voter fraud, and he said, "I urge my supporters to go watch the polls, go watch." Which I'm pretty sure is voter intimidation, which is illegal. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Well, it's. And he, I don't know, he goes dude. in Philadelphia. They were kicked out. Why? Because. Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Yeah, I did that. <laughs> what? Bad things happen in yeah. Philadelphia. Which is just code word for it's an integrated city. 
Right. <laughs> Isn't that where they had all those, like, armed white guys? Or was that Minnesota or Michigan? I don't know. What are you thinking about, like, the square that was, like, just... Like, the Antifa square that was just fucking cut off? Or are you talking no, about that's, something else? No, that's, like, that was Seattle. Washington, yeah. Uh, there was, like... I think this happened in a few states. There's a bunch of armed protesters who are like going oh, to protest yeah, on like, yeah. like local were just, government buildings with machine guns. Yeah, they were just standing there with their stupid fucking guns and they're they just looked like fucking And they're like idiots. active camo but they're like in an urban environment. <laughs> yeah, they like fucking blended right in with the fucking streets. <laughs> and they got those special glasses that you see on the infomercials. <laughs> The orange tinted ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like you could see a hawk from a mile away without getting sand in your eye in the desert. It's like something ridiculous. <laughs> and they're all they have like a gun in one hand and they're like they're standing there just fucking straight faced as like a couple of fucking like ten year old black kids walk by, like they're gonna cause any trouble. They just want fucking equality. <laughs> it's like wow, dude, that is scary. That's scary shit. Fucking morons. <laughs> Can you imagine, like, walking by that shit and just being like, what are you going to do? Are you going to fucking shoot anybody? You're not going to shoot anybody because then you're going to go to jail. What are you doing here? Yeah, like, why are you bringing your gun? <laughs> Is it like, it's like an a, intimidation factor. It's, yeah, an, it's, it's like, for sure an intimidation factor, and it's definitely not a peaceful thing to do. Uh, because doesn't that, like, if you point it at someone, it's considered assault, right? I don't know the laws, but I'm sure you can't point it at somebody. You can't fucking... I I would highly doubt you can point a loaded gun at somebody. Right. I mean, I've been around loaded guns a few times, and I am still very gun shy. So I can't imagine, like, walking to work. Can <laughs> you imagine, like, with some your, guy just wakes up in Philly, shirt. he's just, like, got to go to his fucking 9-to-5 shift at the local subway, eat fresh, and he's just got to walk past this. Like, there's no other way around. He's like, I just want to know the mindset. Like, I love it. Like, they, like these dudes have trucks. They're all raised. They have, like, that fucking, like, don't tread on me sticker on the back of it. It's just like, what are you doing, dude? That reminds me. I saw a really stupid uh, fucking Subaru. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> fucking Subaru? Because these bumper stickers were way too aggressive for this car. It was just like in the font from Drake's album, if you're reading this, it's too late. It's like that fucking shitty handwriting. Mm -hmm. It said, if you're reading this, you're too close. And then there was a separate (laughs) bumper sticker on the other side of the bumper. Just in case they're only on one side, it says, the closer you get, the slower I go. It's like, take you and your Subaru fucking home. Take, Take your ass home. Or that's just like the fucking Jeep stickers that are like on the back. They're right upside down and it says, if you can read this, flip me over. I've never been there. That <laughs> is you, funny. Though. Have you ever been in the car with a with somebody like who drives a Jeep? Yes. And everybody, all the Jeep guys, just wave at each other like Jeep people. Like whenever they say like a Cherokee drive by, they fucking wave at each other. Have you noticed that? No, because every Jeep I've been in was driven by a woman. What they don't wave? No, at least not in my experience. Hmm. Every time I've been with a Jeep person, they all fucking wave at each other. It's like, yeah, it's like a little community almost. It's probably pretty nice, to be honest. It's like a little gang. <laughs> <laughs> I think one of the funniest things that pe- like ways to address people is like you start off an email and you're like, "Hey, gang, <laughs> gentlemen, still good for happy hour." Who the fuck says that? People in your company say that shit. No, no, no. no. Like, hey, gang. Alrighty, I- team. 
<laughs> I've seen it a few times at work. I'm I'm very like straight to the point. People some people are nice, they'll call like gentlemen or some shit when they have to send like a, a multi person email. I just put all comma. <laughs> <laughs> I felt like that's like the most heartless way to do it. Just all comma. <laughs> Morning. Yeah, like, how can I make this seem like I don't want to be here any more than I already do? We actually talked about uh, email signatures on one of the previous episodes, and we hate people who go, best, best regards, I Ryan. Want, I, want, I want mine to be love. <laughs> one of my friends goes, I say best in my emails. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's weird, dude? So whenever we do work for somebody, we generally send like a report to them just detailing what we did. And the the default signature for us is very truly yours. And then our name. And to clarify, you're an electrical engineer. Correct. I changed mine and only mine to sincerely. Beautiful. Just sincerely. Very truly yours. What what does that mean? Like, I, I sat there, I looked at it, I'm like, does that mean, like, I belong to them? Is this, like, a relationship thing? Like to put I love very them? in front of truly is uh, grammatically bad, because it's redundant. Very truly yours. It's either truly yours, or it's not. Yeah, You but, can't say very truly yours, because you can't quantify. But doesn't that fucking, like... I mean, it doesn't that imply that, like, they, like, I really, I'm all about that, like, I belong to them. Like, yeah. what is, yeah, that, that's what that implies, right? It's like, you would say that to, like, a fucking, like, significant other. I'm not gonna say this is some fucking boner I just fucking did work for. <laughs> right? Very truly yours. Love, Anthony. <laughs> I feel like at, at your job, you could probably get away with that. Why? If I put love Paul in my emails... Oh, like if I sent it to somebody? I would get... I would I would have a meeting with HR. Really? I feel like... I feel, I, maybe, I'm, maybe I'm gassing it. I don't know. Like, I mean, you can't send it. I mean, I'd imagine if you send it to somebody of the opposite sex, that might be a little, a little fishy. Well, I don't think I ever send an email to one person. I usually send it to an alias or group of people. Okay, yeah. Or if I send it to one person, there's someone else on it. Which would be even funnier if, like, my manager CC'd. <laughs> <He's in laughs> Love, Love Paul. Paul. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I could get away with it, like, intercompany, because I don't, we don't have, like, women that work there. We have old white men. You know it would be great? If you said, Love, your friend, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fucking. Or, and you should you should address the email like say, give me a name. Jimmy. Dearest Jimmy. <laughs> Herman. I'm re- dearest Herman. <laughs> dearest Herman, <laughs> very truly yours. Love your friend Anthony. <laughs> you just have like seven signouts. <laughs> it's like wow, that was just four lines of him fucking signing off. And then you have, like, one of those corporate email signatures at, like, the bottom where it's, like, in the middle of Pride Month, we stand with the LGBTQ community. Wow, that would, I feel it. You have, do you have that? 
Like those signature? I've never. They can. They're optional. Uh, some companies do. A lot of companies do it. At least. At least in media. I have never seen that. Well, I work in the media industry, so that's. It's all about representation. Which is appropriate. And right. Probably smart. It would be. I just think it would be funny if it came from like an electrical engineering company, where they're just more so about like hardware. They're just, yeah, it's very cut and dry, like, you. it's very unidirectional. That's kind of, it's, I don't think I have the engineer's mindset. I really don't. I don't think I have it. Because it's very, like, I am black and white on certain things, but Most it's very, things. it's, it's very, <laughs> it's very straightforward. Like, the blinders are put on and there's only one way to get to your destination. Like, I think you have an engineer's mindset. I really do. You don't have an engineer's brain for sure, but you definitely have an engineer's mindset. Yeah, I definitely. I majored in communications. Well, I, I mean, I don't have either, so you shouldn't be too feel too bad. But like, you're very like by the book, analytical in what you do, and that's kind of the it's like the mindset behind it, or with most people anyway. It's probably the wrong mindset to be a comedian, but here, here I am trying yeah. it out. Yep, the fucking how to f- figure out how to fucking structure a joke. I've never... Dude, you should... We're going to peel back the curtain a little bit. And how analytical you get about this fucking podcast okay. is annoying. How so? <laughs> you, weren't, you weren't ready for this, were you? You got, you got it. You brought it. You got to <laughs> expand. I'm ready. Dude, you, the first fucking episode, you handed me two sheets of paper to study. You're like, this is how you how you say a joke. Right, yeah. And you benefited from it. I didn't read it. You, st- you read- <laughs> I saw you read the first sentence. And <laughs> I, I explained it to you. Yeah, you told me about it. Right. You, you, I knew no, when no, I gave you, it to you, you, you had zero intention of reading it. Exactly. Just because when we did the next recording, I asked you if you read it, and you said no. <laughs> no, but you fucking- you told me, and I get it. You were just- you were just like, dude, we gotta, you gotta tighten up what you're, what you're bringing. You just gotta cut, cut the fat. We right. don't need the fat. Cut the fat. We had too much fat when we were trying it out. We did for sure. We definitely and did. and here we are. Now we're all fat. Well, this is episode. We're Trump. This, is, <laughs> <laughs> this is a big fat episode. <laughs> no, dude, but you're you're really like, you're just. It's like step one, step two, then step three. Like, that's your mindset. Yeah, it is. Which is good. How would you describe my mindset? No steps. It's just a blur till you get there. Have you ever gone rock climbing? I've been, yeah. Not and like, and not an like, indoor facility, not in yeah, the forest yeah, where the forest say, cities not, are. I haven't, like, I haven't gone to a forest city to, to <laughs> climb a real rock. I've only climbed the plastic fake ones. Right, so you know how there's multiple ways up? Mm-hmm. And most of the time you fuck up because you have no idea what you're doing. Ah, uh, I see where this is going. Yeah, but eventually you find out a way that works for you. And then you get to the top. Assuming... You stick it out. <laughs> Don't <laughs> go, fuck this, I'm going rollerblading. <laughs> My yeah, fingers hurt. Well, the problem is, and I think why I'm so against this mindset is because I'm, I'm, I'm with it all the time. Like, you're probably the odd man out in, like, where you come from. Like, your background and what you deal with. 
Like, I'm probably the average for what you deal with. In comedy? No, or in what? your fucking work. Oh, people all over the place? Like, fr- oh, I'm yeah. I'm not fucking all over the place, all right? It's, it's, it's not that bad. It's not like I fucking have no idea what direction I go in. <laughs> I'm just forward. I know where my destination is, and I'll just figure it out when I get there. Yeah, I know a lot of people like that. Yeah. Because it's, it's my job to help them and to do it for them. Listen, dude. When you're too structured, you can't see past those fucking blinders. I deal with it all the time. I'd agree with that. It's like, if your fucking destination is from A to B, do you take, do you take the straight line there? Or do you take the squiggly, stupid fucking line? Because that's what you think is right. Well, you take the straight line. It's the quickest uh, way from point A to point B. Exactly. But when you have your blinders on and you can only follow the path that fucking swerves all over the place, and you can't see that A to B is very easy to get to... It doesn't fucking help anyone. And that's a lot of what I deal with. It's just those fucking blinders where, like, you don't realize there's an easier way to do something or a more logical or a smarter way of doing something. It's like a closed-minded way of thinking. And I'm not saying that you have a closed-minded way of thinking because I don't think you do. But it's definitely like an analytical, by-the-book way of doing things. Yeah, I definitely get analytical and I reflect a lot. But you said you deal with this a lot at work. Yes. So... For me and for the listeners who are not familiar with what work is like for an electrical engineer, please elaborate. I think my day, uh, the typical day could be summed up for what I dealt with yesterday. I woke up because at 3 o'clock in the morning because I had to be three hours away by 7, right? I get there get there early, to be told that uh, we're on a delay until 11. So I left at my house at 4 o'clock in the morning for no reason. And the reason why it's like that is because everybody has to be so fucking analytical and just it, everything needs to be tit for tat fucking perfect, which I understand, but it takes forever to get there, mm-hmm. right? So you deal with these people that don't fucking listen to you no matter what you say, Right? So, all day fucking yesterday. I'm not even really saying much because I know the, the group that I'm dealing with, it's just not going to, it's like fucking, I might as well talk to a wall. But since I'm on the younger side of things, nobody mm-hmm. fucking takes anything what I, that I say seriously anyway. Yeah. Whether I know it or not, and I'm not saying that I know everything because I certainly don't. But you just, dude, it's it's just dealing with like constant fucking like, you know today's going to be a long day. You know today's going to be a long day. You know that this is going to take fucking... We're going to fit a three hours of work into a 12-hour day type deal. Gross. So, yeah, yesterday ended up... What was it? 16 hours that I was gone? Something like that? I know I left, and when I got there, it was still dark. And then when I left, it was dark. <laughs> yeah, and it's still... It's still... Uh, we still have daylight savings. Yeah, it's just going to get worse. I don't know. It's not all bad, but it's definitely like... It, right now, especially, it's like busy season. So it's like, I just worked four weekends in a row. 
and I'm not complaining about it, but like the ability to have overflow and just have like so much work, it's like hard to it's hard to cope with. You know, it's hard to get that alone time or that time that you need to decompress to like keep your brain active in the correct way. You know, it's it's hard to I don't know, when you work fucking 60, 70 hours a week and you know that you're working two more weekends in a row, so it's going to be 18 days straight. So they make you work weekends? Yeah, of course, all the time. Jesus. Like, now I have two weekends in a row after this. So I'm working all next week, then next weekend I'll be in Rhode Island, and then I work all during the week, and then that weekend I'm going to be up in, in upstate Connecticut for the whole weekend. So they put you up in a hotel somewhere? Generally, but since I have APA, I always drive home. Damn. So I'm going to be commuting to Rhode Island, which is two hours and 30 minutes-ish away from here. So it's, and again, that's my own fault, for yeah. sure. But it, it's it's mentally fucking draining, for sure. And it's hard to, I mean, I haven't been doing a good job kind of keeping, you know, a positive mindset on it. How could you? I mean, even though, so they give you a, a company car, so yeah. it's not like you're blowing gas money to come home and take care of your dog it, but it's all time based it's all it's all it's all the the whole problem is in free time the whole problem do you remember do you remember a few episodes ago when i was like yeah i can be bought and you're like all right well paul can be bought i've been thinking lately and i was like you know what anthony's been bought oh for sure i'm a fucking sell out hard <laughs> for sure you hate this job so much. It's, it's not necessarily that I hate what I do. You don't hate what you do, I, but you hate your situation. I hate the frequency in which I do it. I mean, so, again, kind of, I guess we could be a little bit more serious. When I was graduating college, it was like, I, I felt like I had, every, I mean, you remember, I felt like I had everything lined up. Like, I had a job lined up. Like, I felt I, like I was good to go. And, it, dude, it's always, like, when you, you've spent all these years working on something is when reality really fucking sets in. And right before I graduated, my mother passed away. Mm-hmm. And that's when I realized how important free time was. And it shifted my whole mindset. Because you remember, when I was in college, dude, I was still grinding. Yeah, you were doing, like, crazy assignments. So, I guess you and I are opposite in the sense that I value free time over work all the time because I think work is just for me personally I need to just have this to make the money I want to make uh, when I'm there I do good work or I try my best to do good work or whatever I, I want to put in what's necessary and then some while I'm at work and then when I get off work I want to do everything it is that I want to do which is the correct mindset to have I've Again, I've learned this because as I was growing up, my fucking, my dad, my mom, they worked all the time. Mm-hmm. So like, they put this into your head that it's just like, work is like the most important thing. If you're a hard worker, that means you're a good person, right? Like that's, that's like the mentality that I had growing up my entire life. So I busted my ass and I'm still fucking busting my ass way more than I should. But you realize it's like, do you want to fucking work to live or live to work? Right. And I would rather be dead than live to work. I've always, yeah. Like, it's just not worth it. It's not a fucking healthy way of living. Right, exactly. Like, I valued 
the free time and personal development over like education over work from a very early age like my I could have gotten internships better jobs but like for me it was just like well in high school I was a lifeguard through college I was a lifeguard then I started to get a job in college where I was making like sketch comedy sketches at the school television station which were good they were definitely good that in hindsight but (laughs) (laughs) they were funny for what they were for what they were and when they were they were fun but then like I didn't care about my grades because I was like whatever I'm a comm major like I was told early on in college like unless you're going for grad school which I never was or you want to become like a doctor or like you're going into business where like they might ask for your GPA. Like they want to see your work ethic. Like I knew I wanted to be in the entertainment industry. I wasn't sure. Like I wanted to be a comedian first and foremost. I didn't want to go to college, but I wanted to be in the entertainment industry like career wise to either help me pivot through that or at least just get like a general understanding or at the very least because I thought it was interesting. So if I have to work, it'll be somewhat fun. So they, what they didn't tell you. Um, so what they tell you, the degree is what matters. If you get a C, no one really gives a shit. They don't say, oh, well, you got a C in uh, your liberal arts math class that was required for your core classes. No, they don't give a shit. They just want to see your degree, what your prior experience was. But what they didn't tell me early on, and I didn't find this out until senior year, mm-hmm. that in my industry, in advertising, you start off making anyway from like 30 to 40k a year and i was like oh i wish i knew that earlier (laughs) yeah because that definitely hurts a little maybe i would have made marketing or business my major and advertising my minor and not the other way around yeah so i didn't really care about my grades like i didn't work hard until like junior year when i started like getting d's and then i was like all right i gotta turn these around and I i flipped them into b's it was fine but even though i didn't care about my like grades and like studies like I cared about what I wanted to learn and I wanted to learn advertising and video production but I couldn't decide between the two so I did an interdisciplinary major which is like two focuses within the same amount of core requirements for Mm -hmm. your major yeah and then I wanted to minor in Spanish because I wanted to make my Spanish better so I did that just for my personal reasons and then same thing with marketing I kind of just figured it would help get me a job after school. And then I get a job after school because I, I didn't have a job because I didn't have, I had one internship and then I didn't get any good jobs from it because my I had the one internship and then before that I was a lifeguard. Mm-hmm. So I had trouble getting the job so when I get the job I was like this is my first job. Great. They're like well the starting salary is 35k and I was like it's perfect. Whatever. <laughs> like as long as I can stop working at this liquor store. So yeah. then I get the job and then I hated that fucking job. I remember pretty quick. Yeah, you were pretty miserable. So the thing that I wanted to get into was job structure was it was all based on like a hierarchy. Like you come in at the entry level and then you get to like mid level, upper mid level, and then it's like senior, like manager, and it kinda goes up. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Okay, well like based on like the trajectory, if you do well you can get 
a promotion within a year, maybe earlier, maybe a little later, depending on you know how things go. So I was like, all right. And then, like you said, buy the book. So I was yeah, like, all right, you, just put in the work and I'll get the promotion around a year. And what sucked for me was I'd get the job. They were great with you. Th- there's no training. Yeah. People quit all the time. Mm-hmm. The clients we worked for were horrible. So I'm not only am I not developing at the rate that I should have, I'm very behind. And at first I wasn't taking it that seriously because, you know, you start a new job and you're like, oh, like I finally got a job. Like, and for me it's like I'm in the city, I can do comedy now. Like, and it was the same mindset of like, I don't really care about the job itself. I just care about like doing what I need to do so it can help me in my personal fulfillment. But then eventually like more and more people were quitting and my team was just awful. Like the worst in the company because everyone kept quitting. It was like a quarterly thing. Yeah. I would have new managers. Mm-hmm. And then towards the end of it, I was just so pissed. I would I would call someone and I would just like rant for like 15 minutes about how much I hated it. And my friends who I met at the job, they knew how much I hated it. And they were like, yo, I think this might be the day Paul's going to lose it. I go up and I, I turn in this big document that I work on for like all week. It was the billing document. And... They're like, oh, well, this is, this is fine, but this is size 12 font. It needs to be size 11. <laughs> and this, it, it's, it's not formatted in this cell right here. Oh, man. That's a real story. Like, I, I, didn't, fucking, I didn't exaggerate at all. That I really happened. I do fucking well with shit like that. Then they accused me of, of lying. Saying what, I, you, what did you tell them? You said you, saw, you watched... Uh... No, I told them, I told them, I was they're like, well, how did you get, did you do it for this market? Did you run the numbers for this market? And I was like, yes, I told you that yesterday. And they're like, no, you didn't. I was like, yeah, I did. I was right here yesterday afternoon when I told you. And they're like, no, you didn't. I was like, yes, I did. And they're like, well, I'm not going to go argue back and forth with you because that's just silly. And I know what happened and what didn't. <laughs> so I yeah, was, I'm, I was ready to explode. I come from like a different, different level. Where I'm just, dude, it's just con. I don't know. I feel like I, I definitely peak and valley. Like, I don't mind my job. And I get fulfillment from it somewhat when I'm, when I'm doing good. But it's just like, dude, it's just like when it rains, it pours, you know? Like, I'll just fucking... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what is that? Is that a, is that's, that a that's white a, boy that, saying? That's a, that's a big agreement. <laughs> like, it's just, you know, it's just constant fucking working and it's not enough time to decompress and it's just i gave your brother this advice and i give it to give this advice to everybody going into college and it's always it's always the same if you don't have to work don't have as much fun as you can while still doing good in school because after that it's all fucking downhill (laughs) (laughs) There's been many times, I'm sure you heard me say, well, it can't be worse than this. It can't be worse than this. Yep. Well, it's always fucking worse than this. It always gets more difficult because you, as you gain more ability, you fucking gain more responsibility. Right. So the silver lining with your job is you get perks. Like, you get a car. You get, you've gotten, what, like six or seven raises by now? I've gotten a, a decent amount. Enough. Enough to keep me there. Right. So... With my job, I got paid dog shit. I did the math, and after, like, taxes and commuting expenses, 
I was taking home like around twenty four k a year. Yeah, that's that's a rough number. <laughs> it was <laughs> like it wasn't even worth it. So I mean, like you know the story. I was ready to quit. I had another job lined up. Well, it and then they laid me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was sweet. And then I, I got gonna, my fucking dog. <laughs> I was I was gonna quit an hour later, and then they laid me off. I was like, oh, that's fine. People like they had huge layoffs, and people yeah. were crying. And then like every time I heard a story about. Uh, the company laying people off because of COVID or like whatever the fuck or like they're losing money. Mm-hmm. I would rejoice because I wanted to see that place burn the fucking ground. <laughs> yeah, dude, I don't. I definitely don't hate my job that much. I there are times I well I talk a lot of shit, so I say I. I mean, I always say I hate my job when I'm at work. Well, it's kind of like the running joke, though. That's like your job. They want you to stay late, so. My job would want me to stay late every now and then, and it would be, like, really fucking late. And I was like, well, I don't live here. Like, I live in Connecticut. I'm going to go home. Yeah. And I was like, you don't pay me enough to make this overtime worth it. No, fuck no. So, like, when you're at the bottom of the totem pole, right, I'm making, like, 35K, someone's making, like, 50K, right? If they get overtime, it's much more meaningful to them. Yeah. So, they'll obviously have more incentive to keep working. If I get overtime... I get, like, an extra $100 as opposed to, like, their $700. Yeah. It, it, it's a hard... I guess the, the mindset, right, is, at least for me, 40 hours a week. I try to hit 40. But, dude, again, like, this, the fucking dog taught me so much. And it's just, like, to have something to come home to. And, like, dude, like, I'm excited every day to fucking see her. Like, I love her. So it's... It makes that 40 hours and anything over that 40 hours much more painful. You dedicate like 70 hours like going to and from and being at work at least, right? No, I, well, it's, I would say 50 definitely during the week, no overtime. Mm-hmm. It's 50. But with overtime, yeah, I could go 60, 70, 80. Jesus. But again, it's like this, dogs are perfect learning experiences for when you have a family. Because there's, dude, there's people that have families that, that work more overtime than me at my job now. Mm-hmm. And I can't imagine, like, it's giving me anxiety already to know that I'm eventually going to have to, like, stay somewhere when Appa's not there. I can't imagine that with a fucking kid. Yeah. Like, it's just not worth it, dude. It's just not fucking worth it. And it's literally just you here. Yeah, it's, well. It's just you, well, it's you and the dog. Like, it's not like you can go on a job for, like, four days and your wife is at the house. Oh, dude, it's difficult, man. It's so hard to get people to watch her. There were a lot of, I don't know. I had a lot of backup, but, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> you know how that goes. <laughs> right. But, yeah, so I'm I'm slowly trying to figure out how to deal with this whole overflow thing. And when I'm overworked, how to decompress the best way. My method right now is definitely not the best, which is stay up as late as possible so it doesn't feel like I have to go back to work so soon. <laughs> Yeah, that's like, it's almost like you're rebelling against the clock. It's you're like, I don't have to get up and go to work, and then you get up and you're like, dude, I'm fucking... Dude, yeah, it's it's definitely not the smartest thing to do, but like when you fuck, you get home at 6 o'clock, what are you going to do? Go to sleep at like 8, 9 o'clock, and then wake up early again? Because i got to wake up at least by 5, right? Yeah, yeah. So if I have to wake up any earlier than that, what am I going to go to sleep fucking 8 o'clock? I'm going to be home for 2 hours. I'm going to have 2 hours a day to myself like again you gotta like there's 
a level of decompression that you have that you have to have. Right, and you drive to work, so it's like yeah. you're actively traveling. It's not like when I was on the train, I could sit on the train and like watch something or read something. Oh, but yeah, when I had to stand on the train when it was super crowded or if it was like downpour and those mad heads on the fucking train. Yeah. I don't know how that's ever going to work with Corona. Dude, it's going to be a while before things go back to normal for you for sure. I have been working from home and I've, I haven't worn pants with a belt since March. (laughs) That's nice. I could, I, I don't know. I, I would love to work from home, but I, there's way too many fucking distractions in here. For me to, to be as productive as I should be. Mm. For sure. Yeah, I got, Dude, I'm I got like, like a whole setup going at home. I'm like five feet away from fun in every direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like five feet from my dad's office who's in there like making calls. And every now and then he'll poke his head out and be like, Hey, Paul, did you see the stock market today? You're losing a ton. <laughs> <laughs> Love ya. <laughs> so I think that the other thing is like you have to know when to leave... Your job, like when you're sacrificing too much of your own happiness for what it is you're getting. For me, it was easy because I was like, I could just get another job doing something else for more money. Because I found out, I was like, well, I'm basically getting, like after my commuting expenses, I'm making the same amount as a CVS clerk. Yeah. And this isn't the pharmacy guys. This is the guys who like ring you up for chocolate bars. Yeah. So I was like, all right, like this ain't right. So I knew I had to leave, and then luckily I got laid off with paid severance, and then I started my job, but I think like when it gets to a point where you're angry every day after work, like not like frustrated or annoyed, but like legitimately like angry. Or who, who are you talking about? Anyone. <laughs> not me. I mean, that was me <laughs> for sure. I'm not even talking about okay. you. I don't know how angry or upset you are. I just know... <laughs> You complain a lot, but, like, I knew I was legit, like, I had hate in my heart after I left work. Well, here's, I mean, here's a good benchmark, and Paul alluded to me being very black and white in my mindset, and this is going to be a perfect example of that. It's, like, the employee-employer struggle, right? So, in my mindset, an employer, the best employee they could possibly have works 24 hours a day, seven days a week for the least amount of money that they can possibly pay them. That's, right. that's 100% in favor of the employer. The employee wants to work the least amount possible, making the most amount possible, right? Okay. Like if you can make, say, $50,000 a year working eight hours a week, that's way more beneficial than making $50,000 working 40 hours a week, mm-hmm. right? So there's these two polar opposite ends that this this company is made up of. And it should meet somewhere in the middle. It should be at 50%. Sacrifices are made on the company. Sacrifices are made on the employee. And you make it 50% right in the middle. And it's going to kind of veer, you know, maybe towards the employer a little bit, maybe towards the employee a little bit. But you always want to sit somewhere around 50%. And it's time to leave when... You, you pick a number. If, it's, if you feel it's 60-40 and that's a problem, 70-30 and that's a problem, or 55-45 and that's a problem, that's when it's time to leave your job, in my head. So I'm not going to 
talk about my own experience. But it's been something I've been thinking a lot about lately. At Percentage-wise, where am I with my company? Am I 50-50? Am I taking more advantage of them, or are they taking more advantage of me? Right. I think the other thing, too, is like, you have to... You have to ask yourself the hard question, and this goes for anyone, not just you, is is it is what I'm getting paid worth how I feel all the time? Well, you know, dude, just, I guess, peeling it back a little bit, right? We'll talk about me in this, this instance. Right, because I, we know my first job was not, <laughs> it was not worth what I was getting paid. The, the struggles of everything is... I like a little bit of a concrete schedule, mm-hmm. meaning I like to know when I'm going to be off, like I, when I'm going to have time to myself, when I'm going to be off work. Weekends are always that time. It's two days a week, you get to just do whatever the fuck you want, right? So when that is taken away from me, you can, it, you can almost listen to episodes that I know I have to work on the weekend. And see where my mindset is. It's like no light at the end of the tunnel mindset. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, well, because again, it's not like a shifting deal with my job. It's you work the weekend and then you work your regular week. It's not like if you work Saturday, Sunday, you get Monday, Tuesday off. It's if you work Saturday and Sunday, those days are gone. That's so whack. So, like this upcoming week, on Sunday, my mindset is going to be, I'm going to work five days. And then I'm going to work two days over the weekend. And then I'm going to work five days. And then two days over the weekend. And then another five days. And then I'll have a day off. One day off. Two. I'll have, oh. right now I'll have Saturday and Sunday. So it's a hard, it, dude, it's hard to like be cheerful because I value my time off. Because I, I realize how valuable time off is. So they've, they've essentially tried to buy your time off they've strong-armed me <laughs> okay into into working because again it's like everybody does it dude this i'm i'm gonna be completely honest this company is full of people who fucking deserve way more than they get wow like they're hard-working people and i'm not saying that i would say that it, when if they're a part of any company making any amount of money they deserve more than that i'm not saying they don't get that you know they're not treated well at my company, I'm just saying they, dude, they're, they're, they fucking work all the time. Mm-hmm. And I must be the only person that doesn't want to do that. Because I'm completely opposite of that. I fucking hate t- getting my free time taken away. I've structured my life around 40 hours a week. So I'm, I'm completely at my means. You, there's, like, there's really, there's not much that you need to do beyond 40 hours a week. No. Otherwise, it's just like a it's just like a money grab. You're like, all right, well, can we fit more into this week? Can we like, how much how much juice can we squeeze out of our workers? That sh- is definitely. I mean, I'm sure there's a mindset. Do the managers work forty hours a week or more? That's the crazy thing, dude. Yeah, my managers, both managers, work their fucking asses off. Damn. Well, all right. Well, maybe they just want everyone to be like them. <laughs> one, one of the managers. I shit you not. I'm not even lying. On Monday to Tuesday, worked twenty seven hours straight. Why? Cause he had to. He worked, and then there was an overnight thing that he had to do. Jeez. So he went straight to the overnight thing, and then worked a couple hours during the day. So it's like. So yeah. the company culture is 
all work and no fun. Even, dude, even the owner, I'm not saying, I don't want to come off as saying I, like, mentality-wise, I have a bad company, because even the owners are working their asses off. The people that own the company work hard. So it's, I'm like the odd man out, because I don't fucking like working all the time. Right. Like, I don't want it to be my life. That's, that's another thing, too. I think it's, like, the company culture is, like, if you can agree with it, then it's a good fit. But if it doesn't agree with you, then you will find out over time. Like, I, dude, I just want to get home and fucking, like, play video games and fucking draw or something. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. like, that's what I want. Like, that's what I look forward to. Like, right now, I, I've been doing a ton of shit. Like, I've been going to physical therapy for my knee, which I'll, I'll get into in a little bit. I've been doing the martial arts. I've been doing comedy when I can, and I do this, and I see my girlfriend. Those are my only COVID activities. But because I'm working from home, I don't have to worry about all the time that's getting sucked away from commuting. That's, yeah, that's big too. Because it's like, an, that's two hours every day at least. Right. So I can go to physical therapy in the morning and then go to work. Which is beautiful. Right. And then it... after work, I can, I can cook at work. I can meal prep at work. You can play Ghost of Tsushima at work. On slow days? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's fucked up, dude. I, I don't know. I mean, I get that's a nice luxury to have. And again, I don't want to shit all over my company because for what it is, it, they're good to me and they're good people. But I just, it's not... You're not happy there. That's all you gotta yeah, say. Yeah. You're not happy doing what you're doing. I like, mean, I try to be honest, and I try to be like, I try to be honest with myself. Like the, the problem there is me. Mm-hmm. It's not everybody else. It's right. me. Right. So like, this kind of gets into the thing where. It's it's a very American thing to like really work your ass off. No, it's not. Yeah, it is American. Do you know in Europe they take like naps in the middle of the workday? <laughs> then why the fuck don't I live there? I don't know. Go to live in Italy and take a fucking siesta. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, it's fucking 3 p.m. They're just like, all right, let's get some wine, cheese. <laughs> Shut the fuck up for a little while. <laughs> we'll come back to it. Work for two more hours and we're done. No, it's pretty cool. So, like, it's a very American thing where it's like you work and then you retire. So, picture a picture hundred years, right? You work. You go to school so you can work, and then you can retire and do whatever the fuck you want. That is one giant work day. Like that's a work day on a scale. You get up, you do what you need to do, you eat your breakfast to prepare. As like the comparison would be school. You do what you need to do to prepare for the day. You go to work. That's your working career. And then when you retire or when you're done with work, that's your free time. Yeah. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah. That's horrible. So the key is to, like, have fun while you're doing it. Because I don't want to retire and be like, oh, finally, I can do all the things I've waited my whole life to do (laughs) at the ripe age of 80 years old. (laughs) Well, it's, it's, I mean... I'm going to be older than Trump and Joe Biden by the time I fucking retire. (laughs) Yeah, it's, I don't know, there's, like, that whole mental stack thing that you, you know, that's kind of like a constant struggle of how many things in your life are you dealing with 
versus what's your maximum capacity of things that you're dealing with. Yeah. You kind of try to keep it somewhere around 50% because, you, I mean, the stress levels start to get worse as your mental stat capacity gets over 50%. Yeah. So you definitely don't want to hit that. But I'm there for sure. I'm, I'm sitting at like a strong 80 right now, <laughs> I would say. Jeez. But, yeah, I don't know. It's And, again, that's where, like, why I was so dead set on, like, learning a new skill. Because it puts me in a different world and, like, gives me the ability to do other shit that, like, expands my fucking, like, my thought process. Yeah. Which is important because I think that kind of helps drain your mental stack a little bit. Right. Like, now that I've graduated school where I said I really didn't care about, like, my classes or, like, what I was... I cared about what I was learning if I found it interesting. But, like, I would say I want to read more after I've graduated. Like, now I have the time and the freedom to go choose and, you know, learn what I want to learn and do what I feel like fulfills me. Well, what's interesting is I think we're kind of going on different paths where you're you're definitely searching more for knowledge. You're reading a lot. You're doing, I don't know, what I would consider learning about boring shit. <laughs> and... My free time is definitely a, gre- a regression back into my childhood, for sure. Yeah, and you know I do that sometimes too. But you can do you can do whatever you want. You, I think, only have time for one thing. You regress to your childhood, which now that I'm thinking about it and saying it out loud, you're regressing to a time before work. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I'm. Re- it, dude, I am trying to relive the better days. <laughs> the glory days. <laughs> Age eight. For sure. Dude, I've been watching fucking, like, the TV shows that I watch are from when I was a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? The games that I play are from when I was a fucking kid. I'm playing Super Mario. You know what I mean? Like, it's, I understand that. I mean, that's what, like, fucking old people do, like. You're fucking... I don't know if your dad ever watched, like, Looney Tunes or some shit. Yeah, he would watch Looney Tunes with me when it came on. Yeah, it's, the, the, same, it's the same shit. It's just regressing back to your childhood. Like, everybody just hunts for it. It's just... Yeah. The times that we're in, it kind of shifts a little bit. It goes from, like, Looney Tunes to, like, 2003 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Which I'm watching. Right. Which is awesome. I was actually talking about the old 80s... Uh, Ninja Turtles movies with those my were, physical therapist. Those were great. Because he's older. He's, he's a little older than us. He's like 10 or 12 years older than us. Um, and we're just... Because we were talking... Because we were talking about... Uh, he gets his kids to watch movies that he grew up with. Which is a nice way to bond with them. Right. So he showed them Star Wars and they were all about it. Like the original trilogy, they were about it. Prequels, they were about it. I don't remember what he said about the sequels. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> They're all like, they fucking suck! <laughs> right, so then he he says the 80s Ninja Turtle movies do not hold up. Like, the, the costumes are just awful. Oh, yeah. And that. it's like 80s music throughout. It's like, like 80s mu- movies are almost all the same. Well, they're all pretty fucking bad. I mean, they all... The 80s were a cool decade, except their movies all had the same formula. There was like... The the mu- the 80s music, they had a montage at some point, like, in the middle, or second third of the movie, and then it gets towards, like, the conflict resolution. 
South Park has a beautiful episode that depicts 80s movies. It's fucking hysterical. It's exactly that. I've been re-watching the Karate Kid movies because I've been watching Cobra Kai, which in and of itself is a regression to childhood. It's like a continuation of an old story. Mm -hmm. And they all have the same formula. It's all the Karate Kid movies. It's a problem presents itself. Kid gets his fucking ass beat. (laughs) Despite being the Karate Kid, every movie he gets his fucking ass beat in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then he pisses some people off. He gets fucked up again. Every movie. And then he decides to start training. (laughs) And then there's a montage. (laughs) And then there's a fight. And there's always that cheesy shit music in the background of the montage. You're the best (laughs) around. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. But that's kind of like everything. You know? Like, you watch every episode of, like, what I'm watching, which is the, The Turtles from 2003... Every episode is formatted exactly the same. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I'm proud to say this, but our podcast doesn't really have a formula, so I feel pretty good. Our podcast is all over the place, <laughs> which is perfect. I mean, isn't that what you want, though? Right. Like, yeah. you don't fucking want the same bullshit formula. We talk about politics and how much a fucking, you know, Paul and I love Trump. We talked about politics without even getting into the politics. Which is what I want. I didn't. I didn't. I wanted to steer clear of that shit, because my political view is not great anyway. I, I don't just think, don't trust anybody. I don't think there's m- much that I can contribute to the political discourse. I don't know, dude. You're pretty. You're pretty versed in what I would consider the boring shit. I mean, I stay up to date. I try to read into some things, but. I, I wasn't a poli sci major. I wasn't a fucking lobbyist. Like I just, yeah, I just but, read news. But you don't need to because you have the internet. You're right, dude. Yeah. The internet's a fucking crazy thing. It's, yeah, you can learn any. Dude, you could either you could really fuck your life up on it. Oh like, wait, like, wait, wait! Hold that thought. It's fucking uh, your breaking, life up, right? Breaking news. I saw this Twitter account. I think, this is a comedian. I don't know if I've met him or not. Justin Randall. Last night, he just randomly decides. well this is the follow-up he said dear followers last night i jokingly tweeted that i would show my hole (laughs) if trump had covid how was i to know he would announce he had it within the hour (laughs) i'm sorry the lesson here is don't tweet never thought i'd have a, a thousand angry people tell me to show me to show my hole in one day, but it is an experience. <laughs> it's beautiful. Poetic, even. Oh, my gosh. This show is so fucking funny. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know. Day by day, right? I'm, I'll learn my mental stack. If anybody fucking has any advice, I won't listen to it, so don't send it in. All right, yeah. Don't, uh... Well, actually... If you guys want to engage with us, hit us up on Instagram. Just on something else. Like, who's your favorite turtle? (laughs) (laughs) Michelangelo? Talk about your favorite turtle. Or some other... Your favorite fucking movie. How disappointed you are that Steve's in Minecraft now. Or in uh, Smash Bros. now. We'll hear that shit. I'll talk to you all day about that shit. But don't tell me... Don't talk about politics with me. We're not. Do do that We're not the guys for that. (laughs) I know a bunch of comedians who are pretty good at political humor. I'm not. That's not my thing. 
I'm completely ignorant towards it, so I can't talk to you about it. But I'll fucking tell you a shitload about the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I know a little about a lot. I know a lot about a little. Way too much about my childhood shit. But you know what, dude? Fuck it. That's how you deal with your mental stack. Alright, guys. I think we're we're going to wrap it up now. I know I said I was going to talk about my physical therapy trials and endeavors. But uh, you know what? You want to do it? We're already over. You want to just do it? We can do it, but... we. Hmm. Okay, so I'm thinking... We're gonna cut all this out. How do you know? Uh, because what are you me? This is this is uh, this is planning in the middle of the recording. So, um, so we recorded that intro about like my grandma and stuff, and yeah. I wanted to tie it in with like chronic injuries. Okay. Which, if we don't go over it now, we're gonna have to record a new intro. Let's just fucking go for it then, all dude. Right, we're so already at an hour and twenty three minutes, and we're not gonna cut any of that out. I feel like we just had a stronger ending, though. About what? Complaining? Uh, just, like, rapping. Like, it was... It <laughs> we was, complained was the whole episode. Circle. It was full circle. I thought you wanted this to be full circle. This would be more full circle. I agree. We're going from start... So... <laughs> Dude, keep this in. This is fine. <laughs> we, we... I don't know how... You're All just right. making the circle bigger. It's just... It's, it's like an hourglass We now. We drew... We drew <laughs> one circle and then we were drawing another one. <laughs> it's like tits. <laughs> we're giving you tits we're, right now. We're drawing the nipple part now. So... My knee injury. Okay. The reason I'm in physical therapy is because when I was in college, I overdid it one day with the running and the working out. That... One day, I'd, and because I, I wanted to run, but my knee was hurting, so instead of running, I walked home, and then I was like, well, I didn't get my cardio in, so I did jump rope, mm-hmm. even though my knee was hurting. So I'm like, all right, whatever. So then that pain would persist for a while, and by a while, I mean that was five years ago. Yeah, that's a long while. Yeah, so then it got better. After, after like a year or two and then no it was a year and then I heard it again like a year and a half later or so mm-hmm. when I was in college and then after I graduated I wanted to get my knee checked out and I go to the doctor and he's like yeah well I can't really see what it is I don't know if it's torn we're gonna have to do an x-ray and see if we can find anything didn't find anything in x-ray so I do an MRI didn't find anything right so that was three years ago so I didn't remember that I did that because I heard it again. Like I took a bad step, and it didn't pop. <laughs> I took a bad step. What are you fifty? What are you, Joe Biden? No, someone <laughs> was gonna punch me, and I was going one way, but I oh. read that the punch was a side. It was like a hook, not a not a straight. So I had to step out of the way and pivot in, and my knee buckled. So that was the bad step. It's not like I'm trying to get down the stairs. <laughs> trying to fucking stand on the escalator. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's not what it was. But then I was like, all right, like right, I'll go see him again. Because I had like a bad limp for like, like three days. It was like a week after I started my new job. And I was like, what, are you, why are you, what happened to you? And I was like, oh, uh, 
Like, uh, like I was legit. Mind. Every step, I would drag my leg. It was just so noticeable. There's no way for me to conceal that I'm fucked up. Mm-hmm. So I go see the doctor again this year, and he's. I see him like early in the morning because I'm working from home. I go in the morning, and I want to get this all done before my uh, benefits changed. So I, I was like, all right, like I still got. I'm still in the deductible. I can do this. I'll be straight. So I see the doctor, and he's such a fucking dick. He's just being mad, rude, like mad quick like and dismissive mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah i don't know what's wrong like i don't know why i can't run without this big pain in the back of my knee and i thought it had something to do with like my hamstring because you know it goes down and wraps around the knee or around the foot or whatever the fuck and then he does an x-ray again orders an mri he's being a dick and i get the mri and it comes back there's nothing he can find mm-hmm. and he's just like well the good news is you don't need surgery. And I'm like, great. Listen, I don't want surgery. I want to know what's wrong. And he's like, well, listen. I know a lot of shit about knees. But it's this part, this back of the knee that always eludes me. <laughs> wow, that is, that's reassuring. Yeah, so I was like, what do you, you mean to tell me I got the Moby Dick of knee injuries? <laughs> you, just, you just can't get it. <laughs> So then... The unicorn. Yeah, the unicorn. <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, what do you mean? Like, you're going to be a dick to me? Charge me all this money for an MRI? And he goes, yeah, I don't know. Wow. But you wish it wasn't that part. He goes, listen. This is, a, this is like a knee surgeon. Like, he's a really well-renowned guy, but apparently he just can't figure this out. Mm-hmm. And because it's his Moby Dick. It's his unicorn. And he goes, listen... Did he do it um, like this? Yeah, I mean, this is, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. Like not reassuring at all. No, yeah. Like I, I don't feel good about. Let this me do. Let me do the full. All. Let me do the full act out. He goes, listen. I'm sorry I failed you. <laughs> <laughs> what was he on one knee? <laughs> well, I was on the the big patient bench, yeah, and he's on the, he's on the smaller stool, so he might as well have been. <laughs> he like put his fucking arm on your shoulder. So he's just like, listen, here's some anti-inflammatories, and you can see a physical therapist and see if they can help you, which was like a big fuck you. So I spent like a few, like over five hundred dollars on just getting all this these appointments and the MRI and the tests and everything, just for him to go. Yeah, I don't know what it was. And he was just being a dick. He's just like, well, you saw me like three years ago. What changed? I was like, the thing that's changed is that three years have passed and I still can't run. I'm 25. Yeah. <laughs> I should be able to run for more than five minutes without pain in my knee. I should be able to walk for more than an hour without limping. He's like, hmm, yeah, all right. He's, He's like, like well, writing it down. Yeah, like, board. it makes sense to me. I don't know. I was like, whatever. So then I go see this physical therapist. He shifts my kneecap around. 30 seconds. So you've patellofemoral pain syndrome. I was like, what? He goes, yeah. It's when the kneecap shifts off its natural tracking and the cartilage underneath starts grinding it. So you get this pain in the back of your knee, but it can't be detected with the MRI because it's under the kneecap. And this it took this guy fucking three seconds and like a knee shift. Right, so my out. brother's in, he was in physical therapy for his shoulder because he just got shoulder surgery for a bone spur. And he's telling the physical therapist all about it. And he's just like, I think I know what it is. Because mm-hmm. he had it. And then he was also treating people for it. And you can't see because I have pants on. I'll show you later. But I have a piece of like 
rock tape on, on my knee that keeps the kneecap in place. You can't, like, get surgery for that? No. Well, you don't need surgery. You just need, like, to do some exercises and tape it. He goes, yeah, I can fix this with some tape. I'm taking longer because it's went undiagnosed for so long. But he's like, yeah, if I caught this earlier, you would have been out of here in, like, four to six weeks. I've been there for, like, two months now. Damn. Yeah. Damn. So I had to go to the running, the special running store where they, like, look at my feet. Like... Mm-hmm where the pressure is, what my arches look like. They have me run on a treadmill, all this stuff. And it's they give you like a professional evaluation and then they give me three options. And they're like, you have this, this, and that. And some of these are the weirdest looking shoes I've ever seen. But when you put them on... <laughs> Fucking heels. It is the, yeah, no, seriously. Some of them have like wild heels. Like, excuse me, big rubber clunky heels. Jeez. And it's all to reduce the impact of, like, people have knee injuries or back injuries or hip injuries, anything, or ankle shit, and it's all there. They, like, they have a shoe for everything. And they fucking got me. They were like, listen, uh, because of COVID, you have to change your socks, and we're going to have to charge you for the socks of ours that you try on. (laughs) So even if I didn't like any of the shoes... I would have had to pay $10 for a, one pair of socks. Oh my god, they fucking played you. Yeah, so I spent like $140 on running shoes. And they are so fucking comfortable. Dude, all I wear is Supras and Vans. So, I don't know what comfort is. You don't? I didn't know what comfort was until I put these things on. I can take you to the store sometime. No, I'm not going to fucking buy running shoes. I got running shoes, I'm good. You can get walking shoes. Nah, I'm... Dude, I told you told you in one of the episodes prior. I'm skate shoes. That's it. Fair enough. But you also, like... You have a knee injury, right? Yeah, dude. I fucking... My left knee. I Well, my left knee and my right ankle, I blew out multiple times skateboarding. But you can see, like... Like, look. I got, I got two knees on my left, like, leg. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, you see that? Why, why is that like that? Well... I uh, I don't remember when it was or what time it was, but I remember going down pretty hard. I think I want to say I was trying to kick flip my friend and then the ponus force there, and I you know the crack right below it. Yeah. There like used to be that crack. Yeah, I landed yeah, yeah. right in that and just fucking collapsed on my leg and my knee got fucking twisted in a weird way, and it just completely fucked it up. And I think it's from that. Did you never get it checked out? No. I walked it off. But you never thought, maybe I should look at this? No, I thought walk it off. Well, what would happen was, I would get hurt, and my mother would yell at me. Because it would always be over something stupid that mm-hmm. I shouldn't be doing. You're right. So she would get super pissed. Rightfully so. Like, I was doing some dumb shit. So I would just, like, I would play it off. Like, I, the only time I would tell her, and this was one of the times, is, like, when I was really fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. And it was just one of the... I mean, my family, again, was just like, wrap it up and fucking shut up. So that's what I did. So this is going to fuck me up real bad when I'm older. I could feel it. Why don't you just get it checked out now? Because it doesn't really, like, hurt or anything. Uh, you should get it looked at. 
I don't, yeah, I don't know. You don't want a knee replacement. My dad has to get a knee replacement, and he's been staving this shit off for years. I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. I don't know what it could be. It doesn't really hurt, though. Well, I can tell you which like, doctor not to go to. It, like, aches in the, like when it rains. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be like, hmm, wow, that front part of the knee eludes me. <laughs> like, well, if it's the front part of the knee, you can probably figure it out. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Like, it, it actually aches when, it's, uh, when it, like, rains out. Why is that? I don't know. Like, you hear, like, old people say that shit all the time. Like, oh, it's fucking rainy. Like, my storm's joints coming. Are like, how do you know? Yeah. Like, I can feel the screws in my skull. <laughs> what was, <laughs> what was like, fucking the girl? You've seen, everybody's seen Mean Girls. What could she do? She could, like, tell the weather from her tits or something. Something yeah. stupid. Something stupid like that, yeah. That's me. I tell the weather from my tits. So, my dad has fucked up his knee so many times that, like, he's always all about, like, getting it checked out. Like, because... He, I think he had like a bad surgery on his shoulder or his knee early on, mm-hmm. and he's like made a mistake. So anytime anyone was got hurt, he's like, "You're going to see the doctor. You're not fucking this up. Trust me." <laughs> when on the, like the other hand, my grandmother on my mom's side, she'll get hurt and she won't address it. So my mom was telling me that her father, so my mom's, so my great grandfather on my mom's side. Mm-hmm. She never knew him because he died before she was born. But apparently, he had raised my grandmother to be, like, super tough. That, like, you just have to be a strong woman. So she's, like, super athletic. Mm -hmm. Always did shit, like, well into her old age. And she still does. So, like, I forget the name of what it is. But, like, she's losing her eyesight periodically. Like, cataracts or some shit? It's not cataracts and it's not glaucoma. But it's it's something. It might be a form of glaucoma. I don't know. But... I don't know. Maybe she'll start getting high and start seeing. <laughs> start cleaning people, people's houses. <laughs> Call back to episode four, I think it is. Oh yeah, <laughs> showing off that I have glaucoma. That was fucking weird. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Clean me. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> this monster. But yeah, so she can't see, but she insists on cooking. So she's like chopping vegetables and like cutting oh, her hand. Oh, no, that's oh god, that's. But like, it's it's. It's like fucking Cobra Kai. She can't show weakness. <laughs> so like, she injured her back. I don't know what she did. Like, I also have a back injury because when I was in college, I tried to. God, how are you so fucked up, man? I do, so my, this is what my chiropractor told me, he's like, it's not that you're doing too much, it's that you're doing too much, too fast. So it's not like I'm unhealthy, or really injury prone, it's just that I just go too hard for my own body. Like, one of the guys in physical therapy, he, we were talking about like, famous athletes who've gotten injured a lot, Derek Rose. He said he was too explosive for his own body. That's a nice way of. I guess, I don't know, complimenting yourself. No, I'm not saying I'm, like, too explosive for my own body. (laughs) I'm saying I do too many things too quickly. So, like, I'll get into something and I'll just overdo it without, like, easing my way into it. So, now, I have to start running. Like, I got my homework assignment from physical therapy. He's like, you're going to run a mile. I'm like, well, thank God I bought these shoes. So... The first time I ran a mile with zero pain in my knee. That's nice. 
It's a start, right? If in three years. Yeah, it's a good start. So like chronic injuries fucking fucking suck. So like my back injury. So I in college I was trying to do this uh, dead not I was it was deadlifting, but it was part of uh, this thing at the school gym where it was called the thousand pound club. Between your bench press, your squat, and your deadlift, the sum of all those is equal to or greater than a thousand pounds. So if you do that, you get your picture taken, and you're on the board. I wanted to do that so bad. You didn't make the board, did you? I, I finally set out to do it my senior year. I didn't make the board. I could have. It would have been close, but I could have made it. Um, because when I hurt my knee, I took like a week or two off to like get it all back, right? Mm-hmm. So when I did that, I came back to the deadlift, and I was like, all right, you know what? Like, I'm fine. I don't need to like ease back into it. Like, I just took two weeks off. Like, I'll be straight. So not only did I deadlift, I tried to set a personal record in deadlift. So I tried to deadlift, I think it was 365 pounds. And my muscles could have done it. My back would not. Mm. So I felt a pop. And, you know, it turns out I just slightly herniated the disc between um, the lumbar part of my spine and, like, the sacral part, which is, like, your tailbone area. Yeah. So then... You know, it healed afterwards, and then uh, a year ago, I tried doing it again, just a little bit, and I tried to get into weightlifting. I was like, all right, my back is fine. I'm not going to be running, so I'm just going to start you know, doing some more hardcore lifts so I can get in better shape. And then I, I was doing too much too soon because I went to go start a workout on a brand new day. I did my warm-up. I thought it was fine. I put one weight on a bar, a 25-pound plate. Just put it on a bar. And I bend down to pick up the other one. And there's nothing in my hand. (coughs) Oh, you're fucking old. And I fucking come up and I feel a pop again. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? So I went to physical therapy for that. So long story short, now what my life is, I get up every morning and I stretch. I stretch and I have to do planks to strengthen the muscles in my stomach so I don't overwork the muscles in my back. I mean, that's a good setup. So, you know, flexibility and abs is not the worst thing I have to do, but this is this is like my life now. I got to I got to stretch and do planks. Fucking old. I don't fucking do anything. <laughs> I'm not hurt. So, would you say <laughs> my the knee's extent gonna fucking leg would, off. <laughs> would you say the extent of your Physical activity is walking your dog. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I don't know. I definitely, it's, again, the whole time management deal that I got going on. I will eventually get back into it, but I just, I don't know, man. I don't got it right now, for sure. I don't got the drive. Well, you don't have the time. No, no, that's an easy excuse. I don't have the drive to take the time that I have to do it. Right. I mean, I mean, if you have, how many hours to yourself do you have? Like, even with the dog? Or just by myself? Like, by yourself, without the dog? If 8 to 8.30 at night till whenever I go to sleep. Yeah, you're not going to, you're not going to work out. Yeah, that's, I'd say that's about my free time. You can just diet and hope for the best. <laughs> just get fucking fat. 
Try to get married quick so somebody's stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, come here. <laughs> Just lay out the bed. Don't you want to fuck me? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I I don't have enough money to do shit like that. Oh no, <laughs> definitely not. All right. Yeah. yeah, we've been going on for an hour and 45. That's pretty good, right? That's oh, a healthy man. recording session. Yeah, I don't... Do you think we should split this? Uh... Hmm. I don't know. Uh, we're close. Do we got another topic? If we go two hours, we could probably split it. Is there another topic? Let me see. We're going to keep this all in, right? We're peeling back the curtain. Whatever, we're not professional. We're using toner mics. I'm really we gotta get we gotta get good mics. Well, I mean Chris, yeah, Chris, fucking Chris last week. He's like, oh yeah, well if you spend fucking five thousand dollars, I could get you a pretty good setup. <laughs> no, yeah, no shit. Yeah, no way. <laughs> no, what did he say? Like four hundred bucks, and he could fucking we'd be, we'd be fucking swimming in the sweet audio. But I don't want to spend four hundred fucking bucks. No, I mean we just need like. We need, okay, we need another Guitar Hero mic is what we need. <laughs> Two Guitar Hero mics and we'd be gold. Hmm. We had a couple reserve topics, right? Uh, did we? Um, well, didn't I say I had some shit in the reserve? Oh, dude, so... Yeah, remember when I uh, sent you that picture of that dog, that random dog, that little like, it was, dude, the thing was so gross. Oh yeah, the dog. Yeah. So I'm I'm walking Appa, and there's this there's this woman there. She's probably I mean probably somewhere around my age, and I see her like kind of like she's like walking back and forth as I'm walking to my street. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on? So then she kind of walks away, and I I'm walking towards my house. And this little fucking rat dog, it like looked raggedy and shitty and like it hasn't been cleaned in, I don't know, forever. And it comes running up to my dog. The thing was like five pounds, ten pounds. Nothing mm-hmm. crazy. And it ended up being super friendly and the woman came back over and she's like, yeah, I see, saw this dog like running around in like the main road and shit. You know, I, it had a collar or like a number on the collar. So I tried, she tried calling them. I tried calling them. I left a message. And she's like, well, what the fuck are we going to do? I'm just like, I don't know. Like, what, what's this fucking wee business here? <laughs> what are you going to do? No, I, uh, what I ended up doing was I took the dog, or I forget what her name was, something stupid, Bella or some shit, and I ended up taking the dog back to, uh, to my place to just kind of house it for a little while until the owner called because I didn't want to get it, like, for it to run out and get hit by a car or some shit. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of a test run, because I've never had another dog with Appa in here, and I didn't know how territorial she was going to be. So I figured, like, well, if she fucking starts going crazy, like, I'll just fucking throw the dog back outside. <laughs> Pretend nothing happened. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, I wouldn't do that. Um, anyway, the owner ended up calling me, like, 30 minutes later or something like that. I brought I brought the dog back. It was this little kid and this, this older gentleman. And the kid was like, oh, thank you. I handed the dog back. The kid put the dog on the floor, no leash, and it fucking took off. I was like, well, okay. So that's what kind of game we're playing. So I'm sure that dog's fucking dead by now. I almost ran over that dog. 
Yeah, I, I remember you saying that when I sent you the picture. However, I was walking off of the other day, and I walked past, there's this store on the end of our street, and I thought it was a dance studio. Because everybody's always fucking dancing in there whenever I walk by, mm-hmm. which is cool, whatever. Well, it ended up being a smoothie place, and that woman was the owner of that smoothie shop. So she came running out, and she was like, asked me questions, you know, what happened to the dog and all that shit. Like, oh, you know, that was really nice what you did. Um, you know what? I got a free smoothie on you. Just come by anytime you want. So I rescued a dog and got a free smoothie. That's all I got. Hmm. It's, one, <laughs> it's good to be a hero. I should have ran it over. <laughs> I should have ran it over. <laughs> I should what what I should have done. smoothie size small. <laughs> yeah. Don't get ahead of yourself. I actually didn't even fucking pick it up yet. She was a nice woman, but I should have just palmed that dog and fucking threw it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget watching Anchorman where yeah. <laughs> he punts the dog and cuts and it's like some stuffed animal. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's like the fakest kick, looking thing, but he it punts it off the bridge. <laughs> yeah, that's what I should have done. Oh my god. Yeah, that thing was a fucking horrid piece of shit. It was like, it tried to pee on my carpet, actually. Nice. Yeah, I was like, wow, I'm here, definitely. If Appa doesn't kill you, I will. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I'm gonna, you want to go pick up some smoothies? Yeah, I'm down. All right, let's wrap this up. We can get some nice, uh, or we might have to split the same smoothie, but we'll yeah, see. The two straws. Two yeah. straws, one smoothie. All right, guys, thanks for listening. Uh Follow us at Variations of Normal on Instagram. Uh, That's all we got. Right? All the socials that we got. We got uh, We've been going on for far too long. I'm a little delirious. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next week. We got some exciting guests coming up. We got some good guests. Stay tuned. Love you guys. But not really. Love. (laughs) love, Very very truly truly yours. Love, Anthony and Paul. (laughs) Best. This is like a picture of us, like you're holding me up. It's like a Christmas card. <laughs> you know what I found out? Only white people make Christmas cards. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Variations of Normal. <laughs> Season's greetings. <laughs> you're fucking holding me up like I'm Jack. <laughs>